It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for the program, the executive director of Radio Talking Book, Jane Nielsen. Good afternoon and welcome to this week's edition of Community Conversation. This session has been recorded prior to Friday at 1230 because with COVID and everything else going on, we have to be flexible, right? So I would like to say hello to all of our listeners at home, wherever you are, and introduce you to today's guest. Matt Jetter has been with us before. He is a wonderful resource for information about Medicare, Medicaid, uh, the Affordable Care Act, all of that stuff. He is a licensed insurance agent, but he's here to educate you and talk to you about all of the changes that happen every year, those of you that are already on Medicare or Medicaid or using the Affordable Care Act, know that there are changes every year. So Matt does a wonderful job of explaining that. I've heard him speak at a number of organizational-type meetings, and so he's a great resource for anybody out there that has any questions. So, Matt, first off, you want to give people a little bit of an introduction about just about yourself. So, Matt Jetter, born and raised in Omaha, been in the insurance for over 20 years, have a couple brothers in insurance, and a, my dad that was a stockbroker. Um, I help people with their Medicare, Medicaid options, the Affordable Care Act. I have office space at 11301 Davenport Street. My phone number is 402-215-1017. And you can, we'll give that contact information out again at the end, but um, to make sure. And if people don't get it written down, you can always call us here at Radio Talking Book and we'll give you that information. So just share with our listeners, Matt, um, what you share at the organizational meetings we go to about the different aspects of health care. So I'll just give you some dates and some information. So October 1st, they released the 2022 Medicare Advantage and prescription drug cards. For example, there's 28 drug cards this year. There's 22 next year. They got rid of nine drug cards and added three new ones. With the Medicare Advantage plans, there are 20 this year. There's 21 next year. They got rid of four and added five new ones. And then for people that have Medicare, Medicaid, there's three options, Medicare Advantage plan options this year. There's seven next year. So a lot of changes. A big question I get all the time is people see on the TV, how do I get my $148 back? Is my zip code in that? The way that works, it's based on income and savings. So if you're an individual and your monthly income is under about $1,500 a month and your cash and investments are under about $8,000, the state of Nebraska will pay your part, typically will pay your Part B premium. If it's a couple, the monthly income needs to be less than about $2,000 a month and, again, cash and investments under um, about $12,000. The other one is, how do I get rid of all my co-pays? Well, that's somebody on Medicaid, and their monthly income needs to be less than $1,100 a month, and their cash and investments under $4,000. If people are close, a lot of times there's things you can do to qualify. But that's what you see all over the TV. So I'm shocked on some of those guys make less than um, 
those big TV stars say they make less than you know twelve hundred dollars a month, and the state's paying their Part B premium for them. But uh, that's why they're celebrities and actors. I think that's probably uh, BS. But um, I actually called Matt. Matt helped uh, my husband and I a couple years ago with our stuff, and I called him or sent him an email about that very question. I was seeing all these ads, getting all these mailings, and it's like, what the heck is this? So Matt can really explain things simply and well. So um, back to your coverage, Matt. So people are in what they're eligible for. So October 1st of 2020, Nebraska had Medicaid expansion. So that's for somebody that doesn't have Medicare or Social Security disability. If their income is under 138% of the federal poverty level, and that's roughly about $1,500 a month, they don't look at resources for the Medicaid expansion. They would qualify for one of the Medicaid plans, which typically they wouldn't have any co-pays when they go to the doctor or not. If their income's higher than that, then they're looking at the Affordable Care Act, the Obamacare. And back in about March of 2021, there was the American Rescue Plan, which they expanded the subsidies, meaning how much the federal government will pay towards the premium. So that would be for somebody also that doesn't have Medicare or Medicaid, but their income's higher. And then there's all the different Medicare options. So... That's for people turning that are age 65 plus or if you're under 65 and you've been collecting Social Security disability for 24 months or you have end-stage renal disease or Lou Gehrig's disease is when you would get Medicare. And then there's also the people with Medicare, Medicaid, and they have some different options than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So you typically would fit in one of those baskets on where you're looking for your health care coverage. Mm-hmm. And... The numbers I mentioned earlier about how to get your Part B paid for, so those are based on 2000 or 2021. So January 1st, there will be a 5.9% raise in Social Security. Towards the end of February, the federal government will adjust those federal poverty numbers. I and mean, hopefully they go up as much as um, the other numbers, the raise in Social Security and people – like I said, they get their Part A of Medicare, which is hospital. They buy Part B. This year, it's $148.50 a month. January 1st, that's going to $170.10. And then if your income's over about 75000 an individual or hundred, I guess 85 an individual or 170000 a couple, then you pay more for your Part B and your Part D is in dog. Uh, Medicare says you don't have to get a prescription drug card, but if you don't, then they're going to penalize you later. Mm-hmm. And that penalty is 1% for every month you didn't have Medicare credible drug coverage. There's also some plans, some of the Advantage plans out there for, for example, veterans that they don't include prescription drugs because the veteran may go to the VA. And some of those will give some money back. And that's not based on income or savings. So there's a lot of options out there for somebody. You know, there's HMOs, there's PPOs, there's the Medicare supplements. And again, the go ahead. What's the difference between Medicaid, Medicare Advantage and all those supplements? Does Medicare 
advantage pretty much take the place of having the separate subsidies, not subsidies, what are they called? Um, Healthcare coverage. So somebody, when they turn 65, for example, they get Part A hospital, they buy Part B doctors. Mm -hmm. Then they may add a prescription drug card and a Medicare supplement to fill the gaps in Medicare. And they pay for that every month, the supplement, it goes up every year. They can switch their supplement by answering health questions with a new company or new plan to hopefully keep their rate lower. Or they can look at the Advantage plan. Every year, Medicare says, for example, in Douglas County, everybody who picks an Advantage plan, Medicare will pay the insurance company X amount a month. The insurance company goes back and says, do we want to be in Douglas County? What kind of plan design? And do we need to charge more than what Medicare is paying us? Most of them do it for what Medicare is paying them. So Medicare has shifted the risk from original Medicare to an insurance company. The Advantage plans cover everything that Medicare covers subject to their networks and their co-pays. And it is managed care, which for a lot of people, that's all they've ever been covered by. Their what whole does life. that mean, managed care? That they're, you know, they're reviewing the services that are being provided. For example, if you went to a skilled care facility, Medicare or the Advantage plans only cover short-term rehabilitative care. Mm -hmm. You have to be receiving skilled care like IV therapies and physical therapies, and you have to be improving. I think the Advantage plans are probably a little more aggressive looking at that, saying, are you, have you done improving? And then sometimes people have to file an appeal to try to get a few more days on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but both Medicare and the Advantage Plan use the same criteria that it needs to be skilled care and you need to be improving. Again, it's only short-term rehabilitative care. It's not long-term care. Mm -hmm. Long-term care is either you private pay, you have a long-term care policy, or most people end up going to Medicaid to cover their long-term care cost. And by that, you have to spend down your assets and... Um, they run a different Medicaid budget, so how much you're able to live on mm -hmm. in the facility. But in that situation, you don't have any more rent payment or prescription drugs or food. Mm -hmm. But those are some of the options people are looking at when they need that type of care. Mm -hmm. okay. So that's on the Medicare side of it. On the Affordable Care Act, uh, in, in Nebraska, for example, in twenty. 21, there was two insurance companies with about 45 different plans, and they were all pretty much HMOs, network-based. For 2022, there'll be four insurance companies with over 100 different options. Mm -hmm. And the way the subsidies are based, they're calculated between the person's age and their income. So the majority of people that go to the Affordable Care Act have very low or minimal payments. Mm -hmm. And again, on the American Rescue Plan, they expanded the subsidies where it used to be if you made, for example, as an individual over about $52,000, you wouldn't get a subsidy. So if you put in you're going to make 50000 you might have a zero premium. You go to do your tax return, you made 55000 they say you owe that subsidy back. Well, they got rid of that. So now there's no limit on the income when you can qualify for a subsidy, hmm. which makes a big difference in somebody's comfort level on what they're buying. You know, are they going to end up getting socked with a big bill a year mm -hmm. from now? Mm -hmm. Wow. 
What's the difference between HMO, PPO, all of how many other acronyms there are? It depends where you are in the state. So out west, they might have uh, a private fee for service, mm-hmm. and that's where the doctor has to agree to the terms and conditions of the insurance company to get reimbursed. And we're talking Medicare now. Mm-hmm. Um, in around Douglas County, so an HMO and a PPO are network based. Out of the plans next year, some of the plans say you can only go to CHI. Some say you can only go to Nebraska Health Systems. Some will allow you to go to all the different facilities. And so an HMO says stay within our network unless it's an emergency. And if you have an emergency, once you get stabilized, get back into network. A PPO says stay within our network. And we'll cover you for emergency care outside of the network. But if you're, but you can go outside of the network. Typically, you'd pay a little bit more, but you have that option. So a little more flexibility there. Mm-hmm. And do those cover? Do those plans cover you if you travel? Both plans will cover you for emergency care when you travel. Mm-hmm. And now, a couple of the HMO plans over this last year said, if you're traveling like. Um, United Healthcare, Aetna, and Blue Cross said, if you're traveling on our HMO and we have a network there, you can actually be in network and get in-network benefits. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the PPO would allow you to do that anyway, mm-hmm. that if they have a network, you can be in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's next? What's next? I, pro- I interrupt you with questions. I should just let you talk. <laughs> um, I think, you know, every year... All the drug cards and the Advantage plans have a formulary, their list of preferred medications. And those lists can change from year to year. So you really need to check the plans to make sure your medications are still covered. Because if they're not, you may want to switch your medication or you may want to go to a different plan that might still cover your medication. Mm -hmm. What happens if that happens during the year? You know, your medication switches or you get added to one. Can you change your plan or? Typically not. You can't change your plan. But all the plans have the formulary that cover all the different categories of drugs. They just don't all cover the same drug. Mm, So they'll all cover some insulin or high blood pressure or cholesterol. They might not cover the exact same medication like Humalog and Novolog or a couple insulins. Some plans might like Humalog. Some might like Novolog. So if you're taking one, you'd have to either decide I want to switch my drug card or I want to switch my medication. Mm. But if you have a plan, you're not taking any medications, mid-year they prescribe a high blood pressure medication for you. Well, they cover high blood pressure medication. Maybe not the exact one your doctor prescribed, so if he prescribed one that's not on your list or on that company's list, then you have to request for a formulary exception. And the doctor would have to write in, we tried the other types. They didn't work for you. So it needs to be this one particular one. And then you tend to be, pay a higher cost for that one mm-hmm. to get that exception. Mm-hmm. Do doctors necessarily if they're seeing a patient in a situation like that would would they have access to the medications that were in that patient's network and prescribe one or does that go beyond what they do typically what happens is the doctor writes a prescription you go to the form uh, the pharmacy 
they put it in and they the pharmacist would tell you it's not covered. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times suggest, do you want me to call the doctor to see if we can use one that is on your list? Oh, that's cool. Okay. I'm still learning from you. <laughs> so a lot. So, Matt, like a lot of other business people and nonprofits, even us, what happened when uh, the COVID pandemic hit and you maybe had to shut down or you couldn't meet with people? How did you handle that? Well, that, boy, was that a shock. I mean, if in the past years, I'd go to a lot of different facilities and help people out, or they'd come into the office, and that changed drastically a year ago. Mm-hmm. So started using Zoom with a lot of other people, and I still get that today. I can meet my office and be socially distanced from somebody. I've got monitors set up so we're six feet apart or do the Zoom or Google Meets. And it's funny. A lot of people say, I don't know how to do Zoom, Mm -hmm. which once you try it, it's not so difficult. Mm -hmm. You get sent an invitation. You download the software by just clicking a button. Then it says, join the meeting. And people are really shocked how easy it works. Mm -hmm. And the great part about it is I can share a screen so I can show exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what you did with my husband and I. But what about for people that don't have Internet access? Then a lot of times either they're coming in or I can stop by on the front porch. Mm. You know, I just did that before I came here. I had to get some signatures. And to be safe, just on the front porch, have them hand them a paper, so please sign it and... That works. So, yeah, I had to adapt quite a bit or send it through the mail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you spend a lot of time on the phone with people, m- more so maybe than in the past? Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. A lot more on the phone and just going okay. through it. Mm-hmm. But the main thing I do every year is I get a list of the people's medications, run them on all the different plans. But a lot of times the current formularies don't always change, so... That's okay, but sometimes they do. Or somebody's taking a new medication, another plan looks better for them. Mm-hmm. So that's the main part is to get that information in. Mm-hmm. I really like the Medicare Medicare Advantage plan because there's some extra things you get in there that you don't get with the supplements, right? Correct. So with the Medicare supplement, it pretty much fills the gaps in Medicare. And then people are paying for their own dental, their own eyewear, or gym membership. So, and the problem is, like I say, they keep going up every, everybody loves the supplements. They love the way they pay. Mm. But I tend to run across people every year that are paying, you know, they're getting older, their supplements gone up to $250, $300 a month or more. And they say, I don't have any copays. I don't pay anything. And I say, well, I got to disagree with you a little bit. You're paying $4,000 a year in premium. And how often do you go to the doctor? Well, I went five times last year. Well, the Advantage plans have co-pays, so you're limited every time you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So you're paying one way or the other. Either you're paying every month whether you're going to use it or not. And there are some advantages to the supplements, and people do like them. Mm-hmm. Again, the price gets in the way mm-hmm. when it keeps going up and up and up on you. Mm-hmm. So the Medicare Advantage plan probably is best for people that don't have to go to the doctor a lot? That works out well. The way I always look at it is when you add your supplement, how much you pay for dental, and then some people don't go to the dentist because they don't have a dental plan. Mm -hmm. And that dental can cause a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. 
So when you add up your supplement, your drug card, paying for your own dental and eyewear, you're actually paying quite a bit a month. Mm -hmm. Compared to that to maybe one of the Advantage plans, zero premium, where you're going to have co-pays as you go along. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I look at these people are, you know, they're guaranteed with the supplement, they're going to pay $2,500 in the year pretty much if they go to the doctor or not. You can pay a lot of co-pays for $2,500 before you break even. Mm -hmm. And what Medicare has said is people get a trial period on the Advantage plan. You get a 12-month trial period. Either if you pick the Advantage plan when you first turn 65 or if you drop a supplement to try it. So, for example, this was a few years ago. There was a gentleman who was 90 years old, and his supplement was up to $550 a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, $550? He goes, it pays great. And I said, yeah, it pays great. But I can get you the exact same supplement for $160 a month because of how the insurance companies keep coming out with new plans. Or not new plans, just new insurance companies. And they have an attractive rate to get in on it. But he couldn't qualify health-wise. He had health issues. So January 1st of 2017, we put him on an Advantage plan. I saw his daughter in March. She said his health has taken a turn for the worse. I said, do you want to go back to the supplement? This first year, it's guaranteed issue to get back to the supplement. She said, well, he's only paying like $10 when he sees the doctor. I think we're okay for right now. Talk to him in December. I said, if you want to go back to a supplement, we have to do it before the end of the year because you won't qualify for another supplement. And the plan you had is no longer offered. So that means I can get you on another company's guarantee issue. And I said, the best price I can get you, he was paying 550 I said, the best price I can get you is $250 a month. And he said, you know, I've had less than $400 worth of copays. I don't want to go back to paying $3,000 a year knowing it's going to increase on me the next year. Then I saw his daughter in April of 2018, and she said, you know, He's complaining about the co-pays, and I got to remind him we're not paying three, four, or five grand a year in premium. Mm -hmm. And that was just an individual. Mm -hmm. You know, if you got a couple, you can double a lot of those numbers. So it's it's a comfort level. I tell people some people would prefer to pay the premium every month and not have the co-pays. Other people are okay putting the premium in the bank and using it to pay your Mm co-pays. Interesting. Um, what haven't I asked you about? Let's see, we've still got a few minutes left to talk. Oh, tell our audience about the rewards and the challenges of what you do. You're so knowledgeable about it, and when you talk about it, it's simple, and it doesn't sound overwhelming. So every year, the challenge is October 1st is when they officially release the next year plans, drug cards and Advantage plans. So I have to go through and start comparing each one of them and then running. um, I've got a program where I put their meds in and I can run the programs and it kicks it out saying, here's how much it would cost under each different company. And so getting to know the different plans, their deductibles, co-pays, how they cover dental or eyewear, their networks, are they HMOs or PPOs, what plans went away, what are new plans. So that's challenging, you know, to make sure I've got to do my own little spreadsheet. And Medicare says I can't share that spreadsheet Mm -hmm. because that's my own marketing material. But for me to help keep track on how much does this one cover for dental compared to this one? Does this one cover implants and this one doesn't? 
How do they cover the hearing aids? Where do they go to get the hearing aids? Um, rewarding is helping people out. A lot of times there's people that are have expensive medicine that they can qualify for some extra help or they can qualify for full Medicaid and they don't know. But I just had that a call the other day. A client said he's in the hospital and he's got these He's been. He's got COVID. He's been in there for a few days, and I know I'd asked him this a year earlier when I enrolled him. You know what income and uh, resources come into play at qualifying for help. We well, must have not told me exactly the year before, but he told me this time. And so there's some huge help he can qualify for based on his current situation. Like he's going to have some bills from the hospital, but I think there's a good chance he won't end up paying those mm-hmm. either. To get the hospital to write it off, financial assistance, mm-hmm. work out a payment plan, and the, hopefully they'll cut it down. Or maybe he's got a potential for full Medicaid to help pay his bills. Mm. So that's why people need an expert like you to help them, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, share with our listeners your contact information again, Matt. So I have office space at 11301 Davenport Street. My phone number is 402 215 one zero one seven. I also have email. It's Matt M A T T Jetter J E T T E R dot Jetter at Gmail dot com. So Matt Jetter dot Jetter at Gmail dot com. I have a web page, it's simple ww dot Jetter dot com. So that's the web page. Mm-hmm. Um but very easy to get a hold of, mm-hmm. but right now, yeah, it's a busy time. People should be looking to make sure they're on their plan is being offered next year and it's working for them. Mm-hmm. What are the deadlines again for Medicare, Affordable Care Act? So, for Medicare, the deadline is December seventh, and the new plan would start January first. Again, their Medicare supplement, they can switch any time during the year. They just have to answer health questions. And the new company says if they'll take them or not. For the Affordable Care Act, that started November 1st. It goes to December 15th to get a January 1st effective date. Or, and I guess, to January 15th, and you can still get a February 1st effective date on the Affordable Care Act. And what was it you said that you could, is it the Medicare Advantage plans that you can change from that back to a supplement if they try it and they don't like it? It's a, right, Medicare gives a one-time trial right period with the Advantage plans. Either if you pick the Advantage plan when you first turn 65 or if you drop a Medicare supplement to try it, but you only get it once. And there's other special election periods. If somebody moves in from another state, they have some opportunities. A lot of times, you know, somebody might be in Texas, they move back to Nebraska, they can't keep the advantage plan they have there mm-hmm. because they're all based by counties. Mm-hmm. So they can either go to a different advantage plan in Nebraska, or since they involuntarily lost their advantage plan from Texas or whatever state, it actually opens up a uh, special election where they can get a Medicare supplement without answering health questions. Hmm. Okay, cool. Well, 
Thank you, Matt, very much for coming in today and being flexible enough so that we could get this on the air uh, on Friday for our listeners. You have great information to share with folks, and I would encourage people to call Matt or there's other folks. In fact, I've got other contacts of people that will do the same thing that Matt does if you are wondering about any of these types of coverage. And there is a lot of information out there. I think there's also, I think the state has a website where you can go and look at different things as well. Um, So reach out, find out that information. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And if you need more information about any of this, give me a call at 402-572-3003. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.